66, page 513 in your red pew Bibles. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to your name. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you, vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love for me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Thank you, Grace. <clears throat> Would you pray with me once more as we come to God's word? Let's pray together. Father, we come now and just pause and quiet our hearts before your mighty, awesome, and powerful word. Lord, we pray that this morning you would send your spirit to use your word to awaken our hearts, and Lord, lead us into a time of praise and thanksgiving. Lord, would you call to mind the things that you have done? Lord, help us to remember over this past year all the ways in which you have uh, pursued us, provided for us, protected us, delivered us. Lord, open our eyes and call to our minds the wonderful works of the Lord that we might praise your name and that our faith might be deepened, that it might grow. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I certainly found Thanksgiving in 2020 to be a unique one. I don't know if you had this thought, but as Thanksgiving was kind of coming up and I was trying to get my mind right coming into Thanksgiving, knowing how different it was going to be at my house, we were in quarantine on Thanksgiving. So it was just us at our house. Now, granted, we have so many kids, it's like it's still a full house. But 
it was, uh, it was totally unlike any other Thanksgiving I've ever had. It was sad. It, it was a time of, well, it, it just, it felt like there was something missing not getting to be with those uh, parts of our family that for some of them we only see once a year. And so it was different, and, and also in light of just the year that we've had in 2020 that has been just unlike any other year I've ever walked through in my life. And so I had this thought kind of coming into it, like, how do you give thanks in 2020? Did you have that thought, the like, gosh, how do we give thanks for such a tough year? But I think the reality is, I also found this to be true. The reality is, is that oftentimes it's in the adversity, it's in the hard things, it's in the difficult circumstances of our life that we most find gratitude welling up in our hearts. It's those times that tend to humble us and allow us to really look at our life with, um, with a sober eye and to say, wow. All these things that I were just kind of taken for granted in my life, I'm now seeing clearly just how many things God has given me in my life. And so that, that was the reality for me that Thanksgiving in 2020 was one that maybe I've been more aware of the blessings and the things that God has given to me in my life, probably because I was humbled by circumstances. So, you know... if. Every time we come into Thanksgiving season, we hear so much about gratitude and being thankful. And it reminded me of this quote by Keller, by Tim Keller, that I love. And he says, um, you know, it's, it's, one thing, um, it's one thing to feel gratitude. It's a whole other thing to give thanks. Now, you might hear that and you might say, what's the difference? It sounds like the same thing. Well, gratitude... And again, we hear so much about gratitude in our world, you know, on the TV, all of our media, and everybody's talking about gratitude right now. Gratitude is a wonderful thing, but gratitude is a feeling. It's something that you feel. Giving thanks is something that you do. It's something you choose to do. And so this morning, as we come into this time, that's what we're here to do today. We are here to give thanks. Now, what you might find is that as we give thanks, as we actually choose to open our mouths and give testimony to what God has done in our life, you actually begin to feel gratitude. Gratitude is a wonderful thing to feel. But oftentimes it comes as we practice and exercise the act of giving thanks to the one that has given us all things. So that's what we're going to do in this time. Um, to, to kind of, you know, prime the pump a little bit and kind of give us a picture of what we're after. I just wanted to look, and I promise very briefly, at Psalm 66. Uh, Ashley reminds me each year now, now listen, like, this is not, don't give a sermon here, okay? Like, get out of the way. This should be short so that people can give thanks. So I promise that's going to happen here. I'm not going to, just, just, I just want you to see the picture of what we're doing here from Psalm 66. Psalm 66 is a prayer of thanksgiving. So about a third of the Psalms in the book of Psalms are prayers of thanksgiving. Now they're a little bit different from the 
from a psalm of praise. In a psalm of praise, generally what's happening in the psalm is that the psalmist is praising God and giving thanks for what God has, has done in the ancient past, like in creation or in redemption or in who he is. You know, remembering those things and, and thanking and praising God for that, those are psalms of praise. But psalms of thanksgiving are where the psalmist comes and he is given thanks and praise to God for something that's happened in the near past. So he's looking back recently and saying, hey, let me tell you what God's done. He's praising God for that. And that's what we see in the psalm of thanksgiving. Psalm 66 is one of these. And here's what worship looked like in ancient Israel. And we see it kind of pictured for us in Psalm 66. So a worshiper would, you know, make their pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem and they would come into the temple and they would bring their sacrifice. Now, oftentimes what would happen for Old Testament believers is whenever they were walking through something hard in their life, difficult circumstances, you know, there's trouble that they're walking through, what they would do is they would pray, uh, pray to God, they would plead for God's uh, rescue and deliverance, and they would take vows to the Lord, something we don't think about very much, but it was a very common part of worship in the Old Testament. And a vow would look something like this, God, show up in my life, deliver me, help me, and I vow to you, when you show up in my life, when you deliver me, I'm going to tell people about it. I'm going to bring an offering to you. I'm going to bring a sacrifice. I'm going to come and declare publicly what you've done. And that was a vow. And so when God had showed up in their life and brought deliverance and provision into their life, then they would come into the temple. They would bring that offering that they had promised to the Lord. And it could be different things. It could be a goat or a bull. We see all of that here. I mean, he describes that right here in the psalm, this kind of typical picture of worship. They would bring that offering. The priest would sacrifice it, sprinkle blood on the altar, and then they would burn the sacrifice and cook it. And then they would eat it together. And all of God's people would share in this sacrifice and eating together. And that's why many times in the Psalms of Thanksgiving it will say, Taste and see that the Lord is good. And it was a way of feasting, kind of like I did on Thursday. I hope you did too. But you're sitting there and you're eating. Why do we eat on Thanksgiving? We eat because it is a reminder of God's provision in our life. And so they would eat that that luscious meat together and oftentimes there would be rich and poor gathered together in worship and the the poor would be able to eat till their heart was content on meat that they would never be able to afford in that day and yet they would all eat together and give praise to God and we see that portrayed here look again at what he says in verse 66 verse 13 I will come to your temple with burnt offerings I will fulfill my vows to you Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you. I'm going to bring the best. I'm going to bring the good stuff to you, Lord. And an offering of rams, I will offer bulls and goats. So he's describing there coming into the temple, bringing that sacrifice and say, I'm here to fulfill my vow. Lord, I made you that promise. And you showed up in my life. 
And so here is that offering. And so we're going to celebrate and eat it together. But then in verse 16, we see another thing that would happen in this typical worship in the Old Testament. They would bring that sacrifice. They would, there would be a burnt offering. They would share in this feast together. And then the person who had brought the sacrifice would get everybody's attention. And they would say, hey, I want, you, I want to tell you what God's done in my life. And they would tell a little story. This is, you see this throughout the Psalms. This is what they did in worship. This is what we're about to do. This, we're, we're kind of having a typical uh, ancient Hebrew service of worship this morning. So the worshiper would come in and they would say, everybody gather around. Everybody come in. I want to tell you and give public testimony to what God has done in my life. And they would tell a little story about what God had done. Now, sometimes in the Psalms, the story was very short and very basic. I was in trouble. I called out to God. He showed up in my life like he always does. Give thanks to God. And everyone would praise God for what he had done in their life. And other times, it's more detailed. Sometimes you get all kinds of details. Sometimes somebody in this story says, you know, I was sick. I was in trouble. I was in the pit. And God showed up in my life. And they give all kinds of detail about what God has done in their life. And both were a part of these testimonies of praise and thanksgiving that they would do in worship. And then everyone would join it together and give praise to God. Look again at what it says in verse 16. Come and listen, all you who fear God. Here he is. He's in the temple. Everybody gather around. Let me tell you what God's done. Let me tell you what He has done for me. I cried out to Him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. Verse 19, But God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God. They declare what God has done. They give testimony to it. And it was a part of how they worshipped. And so, when we do this thing, just like they did all the way back in ancient Israel. The main thing that's happening here, the main goal is that God is exalted. What He is, has done in our lives is named and declared publicly. It's a way of exalting His name. But there's a second little benefit that happens. It's a part of what God wants for us. Our faith grows. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. But if you're in a time of trouble and fear and difficulty in your life, if you ever just start to try to remember what God has done in your life in the past, the ways He's shown up, the ways that He's answered prayers, and begin to name those things to the Lord, maybe even to another person, you know what begins to happen? All of a sudden, faith starts growing. I mean, you can be in the midst of like a panic, and waves of anxiety coming over you. And yet in that moment, if you will begin to just remember the things that God has done, it will begin to grow your faith and your confidence that He's going to show up in your life. So as we do this thing, number one, we're praising God. We're lifting up His name. Number two, we are growing our faith and our confidence that He can be trusted, that He's at work in our life, that He's going to provide. Okay, so that's it. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to open it up for anybody to give testimony to the Lord. And again, just like the psalmist, it can be really, really short, or it can be a more detailed story. 
where you give testimony to what God has done in your life in the past year, in 2020. What are the ways, and it can be further back than that, but what are the ways that God has been good to you this year? What are the ways in which He has answered specific prayers that you've brought to Him? What are the ways that He has brought rescue into your life? What are the ways in which you have experienced His goodness, His love, His kindness? What has God done in your life? This is our opportunity to give public thanks and testimony to the Lord. Michael, could I ask you to man the mic? Could you do that? So, um, here's, here's what we're going to do to warm us up. We had one uh, of our, our families send in a little video, short little video of their testimony. So we're going to play that. Can we start that out? We'll play that, play that first. And so this will prime the pump a little bit, and then we're going to move into whoever wants to share. This is Oma and Opa, by the way. Good morning. It's good to be with you in this way. In this year, when the COVID virus has affected almost everybody in one way or another, I was reminded of the verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Julie and I are giving thanks to God for sustaining us and blessing us in this year, and for sustaining and blessing our children, three grown children, and nine grandchildren. And uh, we are also thankful that the Lord has sustained Pastor Hutch and the session through this. It's good to be able to give thanks in all things, and it's going to be good to become a part of Grace Community. Have a great day. Here's what I want us to do after we hear anybody share testimony or what God's done. I want us to together, again, this is what you see over and over in the Psalms, the community would respond with, thanks be to God. Okay, so when we hear somebody share something, we say thanks be to God. Okay, so we just heard something. So together, thanks be to God. Awesome. Okay. Floor's yours. Okay, we got some right over here. Thanks for being so bold to get us started, guys. Although I'm not surprised with you guys. You're never afraid to lead us out. Thank you. Uh, earlier this year, before COVID really, really hit hard, I had been sick. Like, sick, bad. Uh, and we, we had been praying about it, and right before the virus hit hard, I got over it. Thanks be to God. So, um, about a year and a half ago, um, I was taking horseback riding lessons, and it was something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, but it ended up being really far away. And after a few months, we had to stop taking lessons. And 
I had been missing that. And a week ago, God opened a door for me to go out to a place in Tunnel Hill called Freedom Ranch. And it's a therapy ranch where special needs kids can go and work with horses. So I get to go and volunteer there. And I get to help out with horses and the kids. So I'm just really, really grateful that God opened that door for me because it's something that I love to do. And it's something I had been missing. So praise be to God. Thanks be to God. As a mom, I'm just thankful that that went okay. Um, <laughs> number one, but um, I love this in Psalm 66, um, verse 6, where it says, He turned the sea into dry land, and they passed through the waters on foot. And it reminds me of something that David did before he went into battle with Goliath. He said, you know, I, I killed the bear, and that wasn't a big deal, and I killed the lion, and that wasn't a big deal. And he kind of was thanking God that, that God had enabled him to do that. And so Goliath didn't seem like that big of a challenge, and um, Amelia mentioned Freedom Ranch, and one of the things that I do is keep a prayer journal. And any of our prayers that we're asking God to, to help us with, I sort of check it off when those prayers are answered. And, and that was one of the prayers that I had had is that Amelia has a heart to help people, and she loves animals. And, and so that was on my prayer for her. And so I love it because keeping that prayer journal enables me to, to be able to to see how God has provided over and over and over again. But one of the things I'm most thankful for this year, um, in a COVID year, or COVID year, is um, my job, actually. Um, I had prayed for a job that would help me to, uh, or would enable me to help my community in a unique way. And this year, um, God answered that prayer in a huge way uh, because of my position with the county. I was able to be there for my community in a way that I would not have been able to do. And I am very thankful because that job came to me through the church, uh, the universal church. So um, another Christian that I worked with in another organization, um, in the Inspire program, which Grace supports, um, came to me and said, would you consider this? And I, at first I said no. And then I thought, no, no, no. in all things pray, <laughs> in all things, in Corey um, you share in Philippians 4 uh, was just a God thing this moment. I had, I had um, quoted that several times yesterday in conversation. And, you know, in all things with prayer and supplication go to the, to the Lord. So um, I was very thankful for that this year. Thanks be to God. We have many things to be thankful for as well. And uh, preservation of health and Jennifer working at the hospital and her health has been preserved there and her folks got the virus very, very badly but uh, made it through to the other side, uh, even through some some real difficulty on that. So we definitely thank and praise God for that. And, um, you know, personally, it's been a year of, of real spiritual growth and God really breaking uh, some chains of sin in my life and breaking down a lot of barriers mm -hmm. in the heart of things that, mm. you know, had just been there for a long time and that I wouldn't look at and I didn't want to be honest with myself about or with others about. But um, and it was just through the meeting together with God's people and reading his word and 
being in worship and hearing his word preached and, and listening to it uh, preached in other, you know, contacts, podcasts, things of that nature, and uh, just that growth and starting not doing a very good job, but starting to understand how to view those trials and things that he puts us through as ways in which he, you know, is working through our spiritual growth. It's a, mm. it's a very common concept in scripture. It's a very uh, often repeated concept in scripture that we only grow through trials uh, and tribulations and things, and yet we I usually don't do that, you know, mm. and even if it were something as simple as, say, your car breaking down, I would either respond, okay, no more cars, I'm not driving anymore, <laughs> or, okay, I'm going to work super, super hard so I can have, you know, a very, very reliable car that will never break down again, something to take control of the situation, mm-hmm. as opposed to understanding that it, it, it's something, you know, God is doing and uh, a reminder a strong reminder that we are not in control mm. and that he's in control. And uh, I'm not very good at that, but he started to uh, work, work on me in that mm. too, and I'm thankful for that. And mm. um, I'm very thankful for many, many things. Um, one big one is um, with my job at uh, the middle school, um, that I've, this is the sixth school year I've been there, Um, it can be a very challenging job. And we have a new set of administrators, and um, they are a huge blessing. Mm. Um, Very much so. They uh, really care uh, about you as an individual, and um, not just about you doing a good job at school, but, um, you know, how you're doing in life. Um, but they also actually want us to enjoy our jobs, <laughs> which is very nice. Um, especially having a job that's rather difficult to enjoy sometimes. Um, but I, I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for the Lord's um, sustenance and just um, the ways that he holds us up like he hold, held up Moses' arms as the, the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea and he held his arms up for him. Um, I feel that, um, and I'm very thankful for it in, in many different situations, whether, um, well, in many situations, especially children's health. Um, 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 And I'm very thankful for my family and my children, all of them, um, whether they're biologically related to me or not. Um, I'm very thankful for each one of them, and I'm thankful for the relationship that the Lord has given me with each one of them and how special it is. And, um, I mean, we just have wonderful relationships, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm. Thanks be to God. Um, I guess I'm very, very thankful for the Lord putting me with the Dupree's. Um, they've been a family 
not like any other that I have ever been with. They care more than any other that I've been with. And I thank the Lord for that. It's been a huge blessing to be with them and to be able to come to this church and be a part of it. And another thing I'm thankful for is to have friends that are always there for me, especially for Atticus and Amelia Anderson. Thanks be to God. Uh, so I'm actually very, very thankful for Levi. Uh, he he has uh, just uh, all his like curious questions. <laughs> He's like asked me some things, and I'm just like, where did this even come from? But also like really made me think a lot deeper about it. Um, and just, like, how did this even, like, happen? Or um, how's the Lord working through this? Um, just kind of, like, making me stop whatever I'm doing, which has just been very nice because it's made me pay attention to a lot more that's going around around me um, and just appreciate Levi a whole lot more um, since he's been with us the past year. So. Thanks be to God. Uh, as I was uh, spending Thanksgiving with my dad, uh, he was, I think, uh, bemoaning a little bit of his um, treatment of his children over the years. He was a preacher, and he often pursued callings from place to place. And one year, we actually moved from Charleston, South Carolina, all the way to Washington State for a year and uh, before returning the next year. And um, But it was interesting, because as we talked about it, um, I wouldn't have changed a thing uh, watching how the Lord put his call upon him and watching what the Lord was using him to do and how that impacted me. And the passage of Scripture this morning from um, Psalm 66, um, verses, I think, 10 through 12, which talks about refining fire as, as uh, silver is refined and being afflicted and causing others to ride over our heads and through fire and water and then the last part of it to brought out to rich fulfillment and I, there's so much in my life that I can point to that that conclusion is it but the preceding actions were difficulties and my dad's callings and leaving schools and leaving places and those were definitely difficulties um, but my dad got voted out of a church one day but I got to call I got to watch my dad cry in front of me and it was a beautiful thing and uh, and my mother had an accident. She fell off a 40-foot cliff and broke her back and was um, an invalid for months. And uh, recovery was two years. And uh, But watched my dad take care of her and carry her. Um, it was a beautiful thing in my life. And uh, to uh, lose my job um, before, um, at a very young age, I had a great government job. And at this scary moment where my uh, bride-to-be invites me out to move to uh, Chattanooga um, for, to find a new job, and I take this scary adventure to come out here, and uh, the Lord's blessing on that in that scary and very difficult time. Um, and then my kids, all five of them, 
at the time. We're in an accident together, my son put in a halo. And, uh, but that was a time when I realized that, um, that we, it's such a blessing in that moment. You can't pray. Your mind is consumed with so many, so many things. It's just hard to, to center down and pray and to realize that you're being carried by the prayers of others. And, uh, it's a growth moment. And, uh, and some of you know even how church that we were involved with previously closed before we came to be members here at this church. And obviously there's so much wonderful growth on our part of coming here to this church. Um, just a, a beautiful thing, and I just do want to give such thankfulness for God that through such difficulty in life, so many blessings come. Thanks be to God. Yeah, um, in August, I was diagnosed with Crohn's, um, and I had had stomach problems for probably like six years before that, um, but I think with everything um, in 2020, it kind of caused a flare that was worse enough where I tried to go back to the doctors after um, kind of stopping pursuing that, um, and I think... Well, there's like moments from July, kind of when it started getting bad again, um, kind of to now that I think the Lord has really worked in me. Um, and I remember the first month in July, just like being in a lot of pain and not being able to sleep and being like, okay, I know I need God. Um, so I'd pray that, okay, God, like take away the pain, let me sleep, um, like call my heart. I was really anxious, really worried. Um, if maybe this was like COVID complication or I just didn't know. Um, and so I was kind of using God like, um, like a painkiller or a Prozac, you know, like, okay, just like I have these things that I want you to, to take away. And that was like my focus of like, I just got to get beyond this. Um, and I think there's been kind of a, a beautiful thing of it is seeing kind of all of I mean, really the world facing fear of the unknown and fear of their health, while I was also experiencing it on, like, a um, more individual level. Um, but our small group was reading through the chronicle, uh, chronological Bible, and late, I think it was the last, yeah, late July, um, I read, we were in Isaiah, um, and in Isaiah 30, it's longer, but part of it talks about, you know, you're a rebellious people, and he's like, come on, just repent, and God's, like, ready to forgive you, um, but you won't repent, and then it goes on to say, like, kind of just the promises of Zion, so it's just, like, really exciting, you know, like, there'll be no more tears. I'm like, oh, this is awesome, um, and then kind of in the middle of talking about the hope of, of Zion or heaven, you know, um, the new heavens and the new earth, um, and I'll just read it, is the verse, and though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher. And I think a lot of people have already hinted on this, or even explicitly said this, but I think that was a really big turning point for me. Um, instead of just being like, all right, I want this to go away, like get rid of the pain, um, to just kind of be like, all right, God, what are you, what are you doing in me? Um, why are you letting me have this? And what are you trying to teach me? Because um, I thought it was strange, like comforter, like maybe that would be a better um, title for God, but Isaiah uses the word teacher. Um, so I think that really started uh, to my heart to be cultivated a little bit more differently than just survival <laughs> mode, but, but God, what are you asking of me? 
Um, and then, so the first medication that I was on didn't work. Um, and so before I went on different medication, I wanted to try the alternative medicine route, um, which is kind of a mixed bag. But one of the things they really talk about is like meditation and being like, you know, the, the healing of the whole body. And there's like all these studies and all of these testimonials that like meditation, all this stuff is really great. I was like, well, we kind of like, we have a version of that, right? <laughs> in, in my faith. So I was like, well, maybe, you know, and I've never been good at, at time in the word. I've always kind of chalked it up to like my personality or, you know, like, I don't know, it wasn't a big thing. I mean, like our faith was, but maybe not being super faithful in, in being in the word. So I was like, well, I'll just give this a try um, and try to be really serious about it. Um, and I think the Lord has, again, just really met me um, and, and gotten to a point where you spend enough time in the Word that you actually want to be there. <laughs> um, and that, again, it's that change of heart of it isn't, yes, God delivers us from, from pain and he delivers us from illness, um, but like Crohn's is a chronic tradition, so, so it might not ever go away. But I think what has been really beautiful and the promise that has been really beautiful in it um, is that God has, um, has really has, has shown me that my biggest need is not feeling healthy, is not, um, not experiencing pain, but to be in his presence. Um, and I think that's been, yeah, I just, I haven't, I've known that for so long, but I think this year, um, yeah through through the past like six months that's been really beautiful and the last verse um uh is from john uh, third john um and it sounds like a really like prosperity gospel verse kind of taken out of context but but i think it it really like where my heart was i think god really used it um but it says uh this is like the introduction um of, of the letter it says Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it is well with your soul. Um, and I think that last part was really the part that stuck to me. of like, man, I really want good health. Um, but I want that to be a reflection of my soul more than I just want that to be um, being relieved from pain. So I share all of that to say I think things have gotten better. Like, like I'm responding better to this treatment and I'm very excited about that. But I think the thing that I'm most thankful for and most excited about is God has just created a hunger in me um, that I want to stay. Like, even if I get better, even if I go into remission, um, I really want that hunger for Christ to stay. And I'm thankful that he's given me um, such a vivid taste of it in the season. Thanks be to God. Um, I don't know anybody here. I just moved here about three months ago. My name's uh, Jim Thornton. That's my brother, Joey. Um, I'm a retired military officer. I was there for 22 years. I, uh, I had a trouble when I got back. I mean, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do, I couldn't face the world. I, something was different in me. I've been hiding it for a lot of years, you know, and, uh, and I got in trouble. I mean, I, I went to jail, you know, doing something stupid and, and uh, God found me and mm. I didn't search for him. I didn't believe in him. Mm. But when he found me, he opened something in me. It was my heart, and uh, I'm forever grateful for that, you know, and he's changed my life. And mm. I bought me a new house up there next to town. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he brought my brother back so we can be together. I had the best Thanksgiving ever, by the way. My whole family was there, and uh, I just love him so much, and he put that back together for me as well. Mm. Everything that I talked to him about when I was in jail, he has done for me. 
and now I'm going to start paying them back and start doing things for everybody else like I should. And uh, I just want to know, I, I love all you guys already. It doesn't matter. I, I love everybody. Yeah. Uh, that's how I don't fear anybody either, you know. Uh, I just want to say God bless you. And uh, I hope today you just walk around with some peace and know God gave it to you. And don't let people take it away from you. It's a gift, you know. Yeah. And again, God bless you. Thanks be to God. Well, my big explosion is the word yet. It's, uh, I don't know what verse it's in. I think it was, well, there it is, 12. Yet. In spite of all our stuff, yet. In this verse, it talks about yet, you know, you, you brought us out in order to bring us into abundance. I don't even like to go to the abundance. I like to just go to the in. You brought us out to bring us in. And there's like too many stories to share about how God has done that in spite of myself. But I just want, want to share the fact of God brought us out in order to bring us in. Thanks be to God. Um, I have a lot to be thankful for this year, even in a really odd year. But um, one thing that I have been praying for for many years that's been on my heart is my dad's relationship with my younger sister, which has been... Um, really tense for a long time, and she's in college now, but um, COVID cut her first freshman year short, and she ended up going back home um, earlier than expected. Um, so for a couple years before that, I just had been praying a lot about it and trying, like, trying to do things to bring them together and, like, trying to um, play the mediator between my dad and my sister, um, and, it, and it didn't work, um, you know, and there, there was a lot of blow-ups and, and just pain there, and it just felt like it was never going to get any better. Um, but then, surprisingly, in March and April, when my sister is back home, um, she reached out to my dad and asked if they could, like, get lunch intentionally together every week. And so they started doing that. And this was, I had nothing to do with it. I did not encourage her to. I did not um, encourage my dad to reach out to her. It just happened. Um, and since then, they just have continued to to grow in relationship and to enjoy um, being around each other. And my sister has a softened heart towards my dad and he is more understanding towards her. Um, and so, and they've, I mean, been pretty faithful of being on the phone each week um, since she's been back at school. So it's just a huge growth that I didn't really anticipate seeing and just felt like it was gonna always be hard and I would always be stuck in the middle between them. Um, so that's one very, very tangible answer to prayer from mm -hmm. 2020. Thanks be to God. Okay, I can go last. Um, so, I definitely want to give thanks to God for healing me and my family and for especially uh, keeping us safe uh, just through the COVID reality. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of fear for myself going into it but more for my children, and uh, it's just a, it's a common fear and struggle for me. But um, I'm just grateful to God for protecting 
um, my children and our family and seeing us through that. And on the other side, I kind of feel COVID proof. It's a good feeling. It's like I can go anywhere. Uh, this is just to make everybody else feel comfortable now. So, um, so I'm just thankful to God for, for his healing in my life. I also want to give thanks to God for the ways in which I have seen him at work in the lives of so many people in our church. And I think in particular, um, over the past six months, I've just seen God answering in astounding ways prayers and opening people's hearts and changing lives. God is changing people's lives. And it's just so thrilling uh, to get to watch. And like you shared, Lydia, you know, I'm this fixer, you know, and I have this struggle that, like, I got to fix people. And if I say it just right, then they're going to come alive to God and get changed and all that stuff. Um, even though it didn't work in that way in my life. But I'm going to be this fixer. And most of the life change I've seen him doing in all these people's lives has been apart from me. So I feel like in this season, God's been like, I just want you to watch what I'm going to do. It's not what you're doing. And it has been so thrilling and so encouraging. Uh, but then finally, I wanted to give thanks for what God's doing in my heart. And, and I feel like, for me, what I feel like in sense and see he's doing in my heart is even bigger than what I've seen him doing in some other people's lives. And I, I feel very much like uh, the past six months, I could even say the past three months, have been a season of God really um, teaching me things about my heart and my past and my wounds and my struggles that I was unaware of and the ways in which those things were a block and a barrier uh, to the relationships in my life. And um, uh, John, when you shared, I just so, resonated so much in my own life just about how God's really been changing you and freeing you. I feel like he's been doing that in my life. I still feel very much unresolved in it. Like, I feel very, very disrupted personally. Like, just in my, in my relationships, in my own walk with the Lord, I feel very disrupted right now. It, it doesn't feel all resolved. But um, I feel a tremendous amount of hope because I do see God working in me. And I have a tremendous amount of hope for my relationships. I've already experienced God through what he's doing in my heart, really deepening my marriage with Ashley. Um, I'm seeing it begin to change the way I relate to my children. I'm very hopeful for that. And then I'm also hopeful for the ways in which uh, it will change the way that I interact with you, with my congregation. Um, so I'm just so thankful for what God is doing in my heart and uh, for the painful, difficult reality of transformation. But um, I just want to give praise to him for what he's doing uh, in my heart and in my life. Thanks be to God. Okay, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we give you praise and thanks this morning. 
Uh, Lord, all honor and glory and thanks belongs to you because from you do all good things come. So, Lord, we have spoken your praises and we pray that we would continue uh, to stay in this place of remembering the mighty works of the Lord in our lives. And uh, Lord, would you be glorified in our lives and would you deepen our faith that no matter what we're walking through, you're in control of every detail and the ultimate purpose and end for every circumstance that we face is that we would be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus. Give us that confidence as your people that you are making all things new. Be glorified in our lives. Now receive our sung praises. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.